Thank you for joining us for the Tucson Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Armstrong. This podcast features the messages from the teaching and preaching ministry at our church. Tucson Baptist Church is located in Tucson, Arizona, and we are committed to loving God, growing together, and reaching our community. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit TucsonBaptist.com. We pray that today's message is an encouragement to you. Take your Bibles while you're still standing and let's turn to the book of Malachi. Malachi, probably not a book that you go to very often. That's the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi. And we will do a short responsive reading here from the book of Malachi. I do again. Thank you. Some of you are still struggling to find that, so let me talk for just a moment. It's right about in the middle of your Bible to the right, just a little bit, okay? Um, We are certainly living in the midst of changing times. And this morning, I'd like to preach a message simply entitled, Stay Strong in the Midst of Changing Times. And so uh, let's read the first six verses. I'll read the three odd verses. You read the three even verses as we begin our message this morning. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. Father, thank you for meeting with us already today. Just over the next few moments as we look at a passage of Scripture, would you empower uh, me through the working of your Holy Spirit? May I be controlled in speech and thought by your Holy Spirit, and may each one of us just realize that there are some things that do not change, and may we cling to those this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. If you did not receive a copy of this morning's notes, I certainly would love for you to be able to follow along. And our ushers will give you a copy of the notes if you'll just raise your hand as they walk back through. Here in Malachi, and just these first, let me just give you a quick background of what's going on. Uh, Malachi is referred to as a minor prophet. Now, he was not minor in, in importance. It was just that the, the length of his letter or book was shorter than that of Isaiah or Jeremiah considered major prophets who wrote such large books. Malachi uh, was a a prophet. He was in 
inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to pen these words. And let me just share with you what was happening during this time period. That there had been a change with the people of Israel. Now, I do want to highlight that Malachi is written to the Jewish people. It is a letter that was acknowledging, like a history lesson, if you will, what was ongoing here with the nation of Israel. And specifically what would happen is Malachi was writing to the Jews. They had just returned to Jerusalem after being 70 years in captivity. Now, we understand that what's going on in Israel is horrible today. There are still more than 100 hostages being held against their will. We understand that Hamas is horrible and, uh, and it's just despicable, the, the violence that they've per, uh, perpetuated on innocent people. We understand that, uh, that it's horrible. And, and we, on the other side of the world, we, we would say that. Imagine this. And the entire nation was in captivity, not a hundred people. Uh, and they had just been liberated. They had just returned uh, to Jerusalem. And so there were many changes. One of those changes was not a good one. They rejected God once again. And the people were far from God. In fact, they had all of this freedom now. And the Bible, even if we study uh, the history here, they, uh, the Bible says that the Jewish people, uh, they... they, they did not marry the right people. They got involved in sorcery, and they got involved in, in uh, uh, temple worship that violated what God had established as temple worship. Uh, and so there's almost like an indignation uh, uh, in verse number 6 with this question. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? We're living today, right now, December the 31st of 2023, in an unprecedented time of prosperity and techno technological advancement. The world is, that we live in has changed even this year, 2023. And I think that most of us say we cannot believe all that is happening around us. Think of, with me for a moment of the globalization that is happening. We see that a one-world government really could happen. In our lifetime, China is rapidly progressing to a cashless society. And even right now, right now, this very day, a credit score determines whether you can buy something or not buy something. And a credit score, this is just amazing how this has developed. That if you go to buy alcohol in China and you already purchased alcohol, you will be declined on your purchase. Um, and so... They scan your retina that would determine whether or not you can buy or sell today in many cities in China. Unbelievable. Think about the urbanization that's going on right now. People have left the countryside in mass. They've, they've left the farms and they've left and they've, they, they're moving to the cities. Think about mobility. People no longer live in the same place. In fact, uh, years ago, families would grow up in the same community. They would go to the same church. They would work the same job. Not anymore. People move regularly. In fact, I was talking to one of our single adults uh, this past week, and we invited them over to our house and and uh, I, I said, well, what brought you to, uh, to Tucson? He said, somebody offered me $3,000 more than I was making. And so I packed up from the East Coast and I moved here. Uh, that's the society we live in. And soon we'll lose that person when they offered $3,000 more to live somewhere else. Uh, we, we live in a society of mobility. We live in a graying society. 
There are more people over 65 today than there are teenagers in the United States of America. The cause, frankly speaking, is abortion and birth control that took place 16, 18, 20 years ago. And so today, 2023, there are more people 65 and older than there are teenagers. The Census Bureau states that there are currently only two workers per retiree, and a civilization or a country will collapse when it gets below two. It takes three to sustain our workforce. And the 75% of American mothers now work outside the home, and most homes are two income by necessity because of the financial strains and stresses that a family will live under. We live in a society today that has rapidly changed in the year 2023 when it comes to secularism. Me has replaced God. And throughout our entire country, me has replaced God. Once the Ten Commandments were in our school, prayer was allowed. Oh, that seems like so long ago that those were taken out. Well, the result of that is that we have a humanistic society and our, and our, our school systems and even churches who have rejected God and do not teach the whole counsel of the Word of God. They have produced a secular society. I wonder how many of you this morning would have ever dreamed that in your lifetime there would have been so many incredible changes. For many of you, the way food is processed at the, at the grocery store, transportation, vacations, television, movies on your devices uh, 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 that you can literally watch anything, uh, the computer system, your iPad, your iPhone, the world has really changed. And with all of these changes, what is the result? What has been the result? Has it been good spiritually? I submit to you, it's been far from good spiritually. While some attempt to force globalization, there are increasing numbers uh, uh, turning against certain uh, groups. Have you followed the news? Have you even seen it on the news that there was a genocide, not in Israel, but against the Christians in Africa over Christmas? And hundreds and hundreds of men, women, boys and girls and babies were slaughtered because they were Christians on Christmas Day in Africa. You know what? It never made the mainstream media because it's not good for that to be on the news. With secularism and no belief in God, there's been a rise of homosexuality and lesbianism and transgenderism. And, the, and by the way, with that has come an increase of teen suicide every 78 seconds. A teenager commits suicide. You say, why? Here's why. When me replaces God, if there is no God, then what does it matter how you live? And people are living as if there's no God. With mobility comes family stress and divorce, and oftentimes insecurity is inbred into the children, and instability in the home uh, creates problems beyond the home. There's something to say about a family that stays together. Do you know that with materialism comes great depression? This generation has more than it's ever had. However, there are more unhappy people than in the history of civilization. We have more materialistic goods than we've ever, ever had. And yet we have more people that's unhappy than ever in the history of mankind. How can anyone have an abundant life, a joyful life, a happy life, a satisfied life in this 
world that's changing so rapidly. I say this morning, we must, we must, we must, in all capital letters, affix to the one who never changes. And I say this morning, God does not change. The society changed. Our government can change. Our finances can change. Everything can change. But God does not change. And to have a constant spirit-led, spirit-controlled life, we must affix ourselves to the one who never changes. And I say this morning that even though we live in this day of relativism, um, if the Bible says something is wrong, if it was wrong in 1980, if it was wrong in 1950, if it was wrong in 1700, if it was wrong in 100, it's still wrong in 2023. God does not change. Ecosystems change. Weather patterns change. Economics change. Earthquakes abound. Our bodies change. We live in an ever-changing world. But He changes not. I am the Lord. I change not, He said. Men, in Romans chapter number 1, changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. That's the society in which we live. The Bible is true here. Man has removed God from their minds and, and worshiped their bodies and accomplishments more than God. But I say along the way, just because man changed, God did not change. And so I understand the hour and I understand that it's 20 till. So you all could just rest and relax. I know what time it is. And I don't want you to worry about the time. It will still be ticking when I get done. It's the last Sunday of the year, so you can only be upset with me in 2023 for a few minutes. I want to share three principles with you, and they'll be brief, but three principles with you about the fact that God does not change. And going into 2024, I'd like for everyone to look up here for just a moment. I have no inside scoop. I have no special lifeline to God that you do not have. But everything I read from God's Word and what's going on in the world, 2024 could be the year that Jesus comes back. I want us to be excited about that. And we better live our lives as if Jesus could come back in 24. We're in for a rough year. We know it's going to be an election year. Let's just put our, put our cards on the table. Uh, there's some things that's not going to happen. Donald Trump is not going to get elected president. The world's not going to allow it to happen. There, there's going to be some economic collapse in 2024. It's not sustainable what's happened in, uh, uh, continue to happen. There's going to, be some, there's going to be some hard times when it comes to us counting the cost. As I ask you to look up here, I want to begin with an illustration. One of our college students reached out to Shelley and I and gave us the screenshot of the assignment that they have at Pima Community College. And the assignment that is due uh, right now is this. Come up with a trifold brochure that we can give to parents how that they can accept whatever gender their children identify with. That's the class assignment. I read it for myself. It's the class assignment at Pima Community College. One of our college students has to do this project to create a trifold brochure to be able to give to a parent so that they can accept the gender that their child chooses. And our college student says, what do I do? Do you want to know what my answer was? I'm going to tell you. Here it is. 
you answer it according to the word of God that there are two genders, male and female. And whatever grade you get, you get. That was my answer. You know what? We've compromised far too long. We've tried to appease far too often. Thus saith the word of God. And I'm saying we're in an ever-changing world and we can be confused and we can kowtow and we can bow down to, to this world, but that we have to stand on the principles of the word of God. We've got to quit, quit appeasing the world. And there's three principles you, you need to live by. Here they are. God's word does not change. God's word does not change. Psalm 119, verse 89 says this, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The word of God is settled. The word of God does not change. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. God breathed forth his word through these human authors, and I tell you that we have the word of God. Like the old black preacher in South Carolina said, he said, I believe every word of the Bible from cover to cover, and I even believe those two words on the front of the Bible. It says, Holy Bible. I believe the whole Bible. I do not believe it's time for the humanists. Uh, uh, I do not have time for those humanists who, who say the Bible is not the Word of God. I'm saying that that book that's in your lap is the Word of God and we must live by it. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Not only is God's Word inspired and fallible, may I just say God has preserved His Word. We can come to the Bible with great authority and faith that this is the complete Word of God. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall pass, one jot, not, uh, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass till all be fulfilled. I'm saying that the Word of God is in the active process of being fulfilled and we are living in those prophetic times and I, I encourage you to look up Jesus is coming back in Revelation chapter 22 we're commanded not to add to nor to subtract from this book and I say that, the, that there's a great problem there when there's, uh, there's, there's uh, cults like the, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who have rewritten the Bible and I'm afraid that these churches that come up with uh, these new Bibles and they produce their own Bible for the Latter-day Saints when I just need to, I, I just want to beg people, stop, wait a minute, we have the completed Word of God, read it. That's all you need to do. Read this. We don't need a new, better, improved Word of God. We have the Word of God this morning. Do you remember the year 2000? What was supposed to happen in the year 2000? We were supposed to have a major collapse. You weren't be able to go, you'd be able to get money out of the bank. Computers were under Christ. The world was going to come to an end because of a single digit in computer coding. Well, it's 2023. We survived 2000. But do you know that 62 years prior to 2000, there was a group of men, group of preachers that got together and they began to prophetically speak and they made some predictions that would happen by the year 2000. They said by the year 2000, poverty would be eradicated in the world. They said by the year 2000, uh, there would be free energy available to all men and women throughout the world. Man's predictions fail, but I'm going to tell you something. God's Word never fails. And while there's a lot of people that have 
uh, have predicted things. There's one thing that I can absolutely stand and assuredly tell you this morning that there's never been a prediction in the Word of God that has not come to fruition. God's Word does not change. Second principle this morning, God's faithfulness does not change. God's faithfulness does not change. Oh, the psalmist wrote, Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10, and verse number 11, and verse number 12, And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. How do I know that? You know what I can say this morning? That he is faithful in times of trial. He is faithful in times of trial. My dear Eden family friends, God's still faithful. He still loves you. I'm so sad for you and for all that you're going through. But God is still faithful and he still loves you. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able God will not give us more than we can carry. And whatever you're going through, God is faithful. He's faithful when you have burdens, not just in death. He's faithful when you have burdens. And there are some of you right now, this morning, you're carrying a burden. You're carrying a financial burden. You're carrying a family burden. You know what? Here's the truth. Christmas was disappointing to you. And you're carrying that burden today. And you're bummed today because of emotionalism. You're bummed. You didn't get the present you want. The family didn't respond the way you wanted. Something happened. The, 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 the meal didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. I don't know. But you're bummed because of Christmas and you're carrying that burden. And some of you, you have gotten notice about a job situation and, and uh, they're reducing your hours and you're carrying that burden into the new year. Um, I, I say to you this morning, Obey what Peter wrote. Cast your care. Cast. Throw it. Throw it down at the feet of Jesus because he cares for you. God is faithful and his faithfulness does not change because of your circumstances. The third principle this morning is this. God's plan of salvation does not change. God's plan of salvation has not, will not, and does not change. Let me give you a real quick history lesson. I believe somewhere around 6,000 years ago, give or take a few hundred years. But around 6,000 years ago, Adam and Eve were created. And around 6,000 years ago, Adam and Eve sinned. And by the way, ever since that time, every little baby boy and every little baby girl girl has been born with a sin nature that traces its lineage all the way back to Adam and Eve. Not a single person, save Jesus Christ, has been born without a sin nature. They sinned against God. But immediately upon sinning, they realized that they had done something wrong. They had committed sin. How did they know that they had just sinned? They were immediately recognized that they were naked. And so then they, had, they went, and what did they do when they realized they were naked? They went and 
hid. They went and found some shrubs and they, and they found some trees and they went and hid. There was only God and Adam and Eve, but they went and hid from God. And God made the first sacrifice at that time. And he covered them with a lamb skin. And ever since then, man has had to be covered because of their sinfulness, nakedness, exposure. And Jesus, he became the lamb for us. As we talked about during our Lord's Supper, God's plan of salvation has not changed since the beginning of time. And I don't care what religion, what denomination says that there are many ways to God, they are in error. I'm not, uh, I, I, was, I will argue toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose with anyone who says that there are many ways to God. That all you have to do is rub your rosary beads. All you have to do is pay to get out of purgatory. All you have to do is be baptized. All you have to do is give money to the church. That's all hogwash. It's baloney. Jesus said, I am come, and he came to give life to those who will believe on his name. And that being the case, you and I must place our faith in Christ. It's non-optional. If you want to have an eternal home in heaven, you want to see your family and friends again, you want to be alive for all of eternity, you must place your faith in Christ. And as we cross from this year to next year, I realize that hundreds of people here this morning, you have done that, but we've got to tell other people about that. It's important that we reach Tucson. We must recognize, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. And so we must understand that God's word does not change. His faithfulness does not change. And his plan of salvation has not changed. All men are sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Christ died for our sin, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while Brent was yet a sinner, Christ died for Brent. And you can substitute your name in there. It's personal. And the Bible says all I have to do is call with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is who he said he was and that he did die for me. Our changing world offers many ways to, to heaven, but Jesus says, I am the way. Back to Malachi, and I close. God said to Malachi, I want you to remind, I want you to remind the people of something. And here's what he wanted Malachi to write. He said this, I have loved you, saith the Lord. I have loved you. Now remember, even through 70 years of captivity, he's saying, I've loved you. And now that you have this newfound freedom, you indulge in all kinds of freedom to do whatever you want to do, and, and uh, yet you have despised me. We cannot go into the year 2024 despising God, despising what he has done for us. I want you to stay strong in the midst of changing time. There's going to be even more changing times in 2024 with a national election and a, a potential of an economic collapse and a potential of persecution for being a Christian and being marginalized in our social media because we are Christians. There's going to be changing times in 2024. But here's what I want us to do. I want us to stay strong in 2024. And I want us to, to be resolute that I'm going to follow what the Word of God says. Would you do that? As we close out a year, I say Happy New Year to you, but it will only be a Happy New Year if we follow the principles of the Word of God. If we 
If we follow man's happiness, it's going to be fleeting. It won't last and we'll be disillusioned. We'll be discouraged. We'll be depressed. We've got to follow, thus saith the word of God. Thank you for your great attention this morning. I invite you now to make a commitment before the Lord to be faithful going into 24. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. What will you do? Will you love him? God said to the nation of Israel who committed all kinds of atrocities uh, against God, who they intermarried with the heathens, who they violated and desecrated the temple worship. He said this, I have loved you, yet you have despised my name. May that never be said of Tucson Baptist Church. Well, I just decided to live my life however I wanted to, thus despising God. May we make a commitment. Be faithful. Be faithful. Stay strong in the midst of changing times. Be faithful. I encourage you to do that.